0: That's a tremendous
1: looking trophy. Hello, welcome to the number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. My name's Dylan Blight and joining me today, Ashley Hogley. Hey
0: Dylan, excited to be here. Another exciting week for PlayStation over Xbox. Yeah, PlayStation got Game of the Year nominees. Xbox did not.
1: I mean, you have to put out games to get nominated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, the one game they were riding all their hopes on was going to be the one that was the best game ever? Starfield not nom- nominated for Game of the Year.
1: True. Suck. You know what? I, not to go straight into like, um, like controversial, <laughs> but mm? I saw straight away. I actually had a moment where someone was like, so glad that the Harry Potter game was nominated, and my mind literally went, "Oh yeah, that came out this year." <laughs> I completely forgot. I mean, yeah,
0: but I think everybody kind of forgot that's why it hasn't been nominated <laughs> for anything.
1: But I was like, I until I read that, I seriously had like not thought about that game for so long. It was crazy. Um yeah. Anyway, game warden arms, they're they're a thing. Whatever. Hot topic this of discussion this morning, couch? Dave the Diver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it it's it's interesting discussion. What is an indie? Grubbins out tomorrow. You can finally play it.
0: I mean, I've I've been playing it. Have you? I've had it on my. I don't know I've had it on my phone for a little while. Oh, the beta version. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, it released beta in Australia, so yeah, get a full yeah.
1: release now. shall full, full, full launch tomorrow. Whole not on PlayStation. Play non PlayStation, but that is an indie game. Yeah. Just clarifying. I mean,
0: yeah. The wording on the category is weird. Um, I think it says it's any game that's not released in the traditional publisher form. Like what is a traditional publisher? Yeah. American or Japanese. That's the, those are the only traditional publishers.
1: Chinese companies never heard of them. Where are they from? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) South Korea. I don't know. Yeah. South Korea. Crazy. How many billions of dollars they got? Doesn't matter.
0: Because also, by every single definition, Baldur's Gate 3 would technically be considered an indie game. Oh, yeah,
1: Baldur's Gate 3 is 100%.
0: Yeah. But also, you, you know, you're like, there's an element of us liking to share the wealth amongst these awards and not have ones to game like dominate everything. So, you know, if Baldur's Gate was in that category, it would win for sure. So. Yeah. It's probably gonna win a bunch of other awards. So, you know, just let those smaller games win something, have a shot, you know. But as someone pointed out, it seems like indie to a lot of people just means pixel art and small game.
1: Yep. Which, you know, isn't the case. As someone once said here in our first year of awards who no longer works here, devolver digital. <laughs> Indie developer. <laughs> they're not a developer. They don't even make the games. <laughs> like, there's two sides to this. To this comment. But well,
0: anyway. again, that also raises the question. You know, is there any devolver released game an indie game?
1: Uh, yes and no? Because they're definitely
0: I, they're a publisher. It's like it's like the that thing of um, at, at this point.
1: Like I was thinking. Oh, no, we're we're in the subject now. Um, I was thinking that, like, Dredge, for example, I feel like is probably one of the biggest, at least in, like, and I haven't even played it, but just mm. out of, like, general discussion and, like, reviews and generally how people feel about it, I was like, surely that's, like, one of the biggest, like, actual indie games of the year. And then I saw someone throw out a comment somewhere, I was like, yeah, but it's published by Team 17. I'm like, yeah, it was published by Team 17, but they didn't actually... Like, I don't know. Maybe this is just my definition of, like, the indie game. But, like, they made the game. They got a publisher. But that's no different than, like... like Any game d- that d- needs
0: it. Any movie that comes out that needs a distributor.
1: Yeah. Like, I've got Talk To Me sitting over there. Right. R- off screen, currently. Um, off screen. It's audio. Yeah. Down. Um, the the That's a movie that was filmed. Mm-hmm. Indie. Purchased by A24. They put it out. So then is it not an indie movie? Yeah, it's still an indie movie. They made the movie. And then it got... Brought and published, <laughs> yeah. You got your thinking phase on.
0: Well, well, <laughs> then you know. From that perspective, it's like movies that get bought by, like, like Coda. Is Coda an indie movie? Uh, yeah, it is because Apple didn't put funding into it, did they? I right. don't know some people would think it's an Apple TV movie, so it was a bunch of you know. It isn't an indie movie.
1: Hmm. I guess it's one of those things like movies. Movies don't really do indie. Like you don't, you don't attend the Academy Awards Emmy, uh, the or any. There's, there's an like, entire
0: independent spirit. of
1: sure. There is, but I mean, like the major awards don't yeah, do there, a separate kind of category. category about yeah. indies. They just chuck everything in together. It's like Coda is either a good movie or it's not. It doesn't matter if it was put about, put out by Warner Brothers or Apple TV, you know. Mm-hmm. But games, we there is a there is a thing where it's like this, and maybe it's just. To try and give more shout outs to things. But there's like this this separation of, well, better have, an, you know, the indie category as well. But then I'm like, maybe, I don't know. I think it's a
0: volume issue. There's just too many so things. many games. Yeah. There's too mm. many games. There's only the six categories. Or well, the six dominees. It's like, how can you fit everything in?
1: Well, this is another thing I, I, I think he sh- 100% Jeff should just up the nominees this year there's no reason you can't up and you can't make them 10 this year like you're the like if you're (laughs) why not you're not going (laughs) to renounce any of the nominees anyway (laughs) like it's there's no actual rule as to why it's the same as like why six it's just in of a year six is a nice number it usually fits in just the right amount of like the big games that can sort of be like somewhat competitive, or whatever. But then in a year it looks where good we've on had, the graphic. yeah, <laughs> in a year where we've had lots of people saying, you know, one of the greatest years of video games ever. There's so many good games this year. It's like you should take that and go, okay, well that's the organizer of this show. I I know that everyone's saying there's so many good games this year. Maybe I should up the nominee count this year because it's been such a big year. Mm. I could take it down to six next year if it's back to a regular gaming year. Yeah, you know. There's no reason you can't do that. So I yeah, don't know why I mean, it wasn't done. <laughs> yeah, I mean you look. Yeah, I mean you look at the Academy
0: Awards. They've obviously done the thing where they're like, if a certain number of movies reach get over a certain uh, nomination threshold, you know, then they increase the nom- number of nominees in the Best Picture category. Um, and then even the Emmys, like the number of nominees in each category, it fluctuates depending on how many people. Yeah. Uh, enter. Uh, submit. For exactly. The category. So
1: Num- the yeah. numbers are just yeah. Like if you're uh, running the show, like they're, they're just they're you know. Binary. Yes, but then there's
0: also the history of like we've always had six nominees, you know. So being a nominee in, in itself is like a award in that respect, you know. Because you you have to be in the top six. I guess. Yeah. That would be his justification, I guess. Making sure you know it is an honour to be nominated.
1: (laughs) Not just a plan of all right. Let's get into some PlayStation-specific news for this week. Uh, The Six Axis writes, annual PlayStation spot the game reference advert has landed. I really like that as a name for what this advert is. Um, Sony have launched their latest promotion that follows a long-standing tradition of referencing games without actual naming them. This year's advert is called Feel It Now and features a young woman chasing uh, uh, about the... uh, tracing about across the PlayStation multiverse. I can see references to retro & Clank, The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake, God of War, Spider-Man 2, Hogwarts Legacy, and Horizon Games. Um, Some generic shots of a woman in a space helmet, which could be Returnal, and also facing a large dragon, which looks very Skyrim, but that's a weirdly old game to mention. Maybe it's Elden Ring. Uh, There's a fun little trailer. I find it weird. Oh, fun little advert. I find it weird. Like, the I think it's like 10 seconds in. His voice is like, When's the last time you felt anything? <laughs> 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 it's a fair question. When's the last time you fucking felt anything, you fucking piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> is it and then like the whole ad just has a like um and maybe my bass was tuned up too much like when i was watching it but the whole thing just has like this heartbeat playing through it and i was like fucking too early in the morning for this <laughs> like all rattling through my room this morning i was like jesus christ all right um yeah what do, what do you what do you I, I nearly feel like i was watching this i was like fucking maybe an article idea was like ranking these yearly uh playstation let's talk uh, about all of them yeah like yeah. a the thing, because they they do put out like one or two a year usually of these, but they these always put out a live action
0: one. like weird,
1: yeah. Uh, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's good. I mean they go what they're going for is trying to ex- like give non gamers an idea of what playing video
1: games feels like. I guess yeah, like that. I too feel like I am only ever feel things. Yeah, that too. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, it's a really well put together trailer. It looks like they've spent a fair bit of money on it. I mean, like visually, it looks very impressive uh, and stuff like that. So uh, you know, it looks like they pulled a shot directly from The Last of Us in there, the TV show. Yeah. They're like, hey, can we just put this actor in for like 20 seconds while you're filming? Thank you. While while this uh, this clickers uh, in makeup, you know? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, it looks good. Sounds good.
1: Yeah. Impressive. Lots of AAA games, and I was listening to Arkham Cats for the cushions. And <laughs> what indie game would they do? Um,
0: I mean, I think the opening looks like Journey, right? Yeah, a little bit. And fuck you all,
1: because Shai loves indie games. He certainly does.
0: You know what I'll he also finish, loves? I'll
1: finish Spider-Man. <laughs> you,
0: know what, you know what else he loves? Triple-A games.
1: <laughs> I'm still playing it. Yeah? What are you up to? Uh, what was the last thing I did? Can't remember. <laughs> I, um, I did the thing, and then there's the thing, and then Peter did some stuff, and, you know, like he's got a job now, and... um. Then oh, so he went to the Sci- he went to the Emily May Foundation. Yeah, I've done that. I think I did a little bit after that, but I can't remember what happened after that. I did, I did at least a couple hours after that, but I can't remember what happened. But around that, did I, you know, has Harry got something on him? Nah. Okay. Getting close though, surely. I don't know. Time flies. <laughs> it's been four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> ah fun fun game it's a a Christmas game you know gotta save it oh sorry that was the Miles Morales game could be Uh, let's Sony firing more people basically Uh, VGC (gasps) announces Sony announces uh, has wrote Sony confirms it's delayed half of its 12 play uh, 12 planned live service games which in reading itself as a headline I feel like it sounds like a joke already you're like 12 of its planned Live service games? Uh, SIA's preview said, said it planned to have 12 live, live service titles in the market by its fiscal year, ending in March 2026, up from three during its last business year ended in this March. However, earlier this year, PlayStation management team confirmed that it had partnered with Destiny Studio Bungie for a rigorous portfolio review. process. according to press reports, this led to some projects being scaled back. During earnings recall call on Thursday, Sony President... Uh, COO and CFO Hiroki Takoki seemingly confirmed that this review had resulted in some games being pushed back due to quality concerns saying quote, we are reviewing this we're trying as much as possible to ensure uh, these games are enjoyed and liked by gamers for a long time of the 12 titles, 6 titles will be released by Visual Year 25, that's our current plan as for the remaining 6 titles we're still working on that that's the total number of live servers and multiplayer titles and mid to long term, we want to push this kind of service and that's unchanged policy of the company. It's not like we stick to certain titles, but game quality should be the most important thing. Even six. Can you imagine? Can you imagine playing six live service games? Like they, they become jobs, right? You know, got login. Do your daily. I mean, only if you
0: want to be the best.
1: Do your monthly. In all of them. My brother, right? <laughs> Recently got a new job. Yep. I hadn't worked for a while. Not the throw him under the bus, but I'm going to do it. You'll never hear this. <laughs> Jobless for a while. Anyway, plays Genshin Impact, plays uh, that new one, Hiroki Rail. I don't know, whatever it's called. Rokai Star, Star Rail. That one. And this sentence comes out of his mouth recently after getting back into the workforce. It just sucks because I don't have time to complete my weeklies anymore. (laughs) Now, you know, you know, the other day where I had to, so I didn't record. (laughs) Mm. Because I was being social, I was being a good boy out there, grandparents, um, you know, dinner, everything like that, full thing. My man's on his mobile phone getting them dailies. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's two games. Just wanna just want to clarify. That's two games that yeah. you know and he's on the struggle street <laughs> to, to, to balance the work game So I don't know how these motherfuckers think they're gonna balance six PlayStation uh six PlayStation games at the same time. Well,
0: you know, they don't want every single person playing. The six. But I feel like, on average... I mean, they, if, they don't expect
1: every single person to play all Well, games. how many, though? Because six at first, they still reckon they're going to have 12 down the line. In a world where you have, like, uh, the, the 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 general PlayStation user base, I would say if they're going to have between six to 12, you would need, especially by the time you get to 12 live service games, they would have to be relying on the, the average PlayStation player to be playing at least two of those. Yeah. Like it can at least be one.
0: Putting money into at least yeah. two of those. Yes. You know? Whether they play it or not, they don't really care. Um true. Other than Just having enough people to make the game function. Buy the battle pass, never play it. <laughs> yeah. Haven't done that before. Um no, I think, yeah. Um And I'm sure there's sort I'm sure there's an element of them knowing, you know, there is a chance that some of these won't survive past a year, you know, due to the nature of it, it's a big risk. Like being getting into live service at this point is a rather large risk. Um, yeah, I guess again, it also depends on how they're actually going to release them. Are they going to be full price title games? Are they going to be free to play? Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, twelve. 12 sounds a lot because PlayStation Studios yes, it <laughs> hasn't put out that many games. Like, on average, what, they've released two, maybe three games a year? Yep. So it's like four years worth of content, like, right there. And we know this, they're not just doing live service games, you know. They've got other things in the works as well, you know, mercifully. Um, but, yeah, I mean, them going back to
1: the drawing board and saying hey we're a bit, maybe a bit too ambitious pushing stuff this stuff out. tie in a story from this morning as i'm recording that yep. is quite interesting to see and maybe a certain company is doing seeing the you know the right thing so revenue entertainment right verge this year behind the one game that's having a moment right now has announced its upcoming game codenamed vanguard is pivoting from free-to-play model to a premium one Vanguard had been announced in December 2021 along with the news that China's publisher Tencent would be brought on to localize and distribute the game in China, although it had originally been billed as free-to-play cooperative PvE shooter that combines Remedy's narrative expertise and action gameplay into an immersive multiplayer experience. However, this latest announcement said that such an idea wasn't working out anymore. Quote, due to uncertainties in creating a successful game to rapidly changing free-to-play market and associated risks, the parties have discussed a new direction for the game project, which will be given the codename Kestrel. Um, So I don't think I've ever seen a game, this may be the first game, at least that I can think of, announced as a upcoming free-to-play, you know, like, live service mm-hmm. game, and then they've gone, nah, we're re it, and we're going to make it as just a, it's a game you buy. <laughs> like, it's a game you buy. Maybe it'll still have microtransactions, it probably will, but yeah, it's a game you buy. It's not free-to-play anymore.
0: I mean, yeah. Again, it's always that payoff, like, do you try and get the biggest player base possible by making it free, and then hope that, you know, you get enough return on, people buying microtransactions to like make that profitable or do you go in and only make the game available to people who paid full price for the game or pay for the game and get hmm. that money up front before they start playing anything
1: hmm. i mean destiny i guess people often forget because it's a like live service game but that's that's that game when was launched money. it was full price yeah yeah and i mean it still costs money it's just they over time they made a version of it a chunk of it free to play because they'd added all I mean all expansions. the expansions of, yeah yeah so it's like you, you, it's now free to play up to a certain stage but then once you catch up to the newer content you got to pay for those expansions yeah which I suspect any long-running game would do yeah well it's, it's no different I guess than like wow you know it's like or, well Final Fantasy you, mm-hmm. you know free to play up to level blah 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 um it's that thing of like, once there's enough content and whatever else they're like, it's a good idea to go, well, we'll make it free to this stage because we've got so much here and that's a the way to draw new players. Because but like, this is all finished and we don't need to work on it anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah.
0: Makes 100% sense. So, uh, yeah. I guess, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I suspect the, at least Concord and Fair Games will be coming in the next two years. Mm. I think that's fair to say. Um, but you know what are the other ten games? <laughs> I think. Do you think Last of Us pa- Last of Us Factions is for twenty twenty five?
1: After twenty twenty five? No, I'll have you know. As we talked about last week, the lead dude We're said, still working, We're on still
0: it. making it. <laughs> yeah, probably post twenty twenty five. Is Marathon <laughs> one of the early ones, or is that uh, after? I don't know.
1: Early. That's surely an early one, aren't you?
0: So what? That means three other games. Yeah. Give me. Just so many, yeah. you would possibly Just think a, I don't the, know why. The, like the Horizon Molster game,
1: I know why, but you didn't like you got like, honestly, if you're thinking about like an excited friend of these games, go spend three dollars on Vampire Survivors. <laughs> don't be so negative, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you get hours and hours of content. <laughs> you, you.
0: Yeah, hours and hours of content, so you can spend all your money on these live service games. Yeah. Good uh, choice.
1: I just rather people spend less money on their video games and play good ones, and then give the rest to me.
0: They might be good. <laughs> we don't
1: know. <laughs> you know, they might be good. We don't know. Uh, all right. Sony patent. Because writes about here. Often games have all sorts of memorable moments scattered throughout that we may want to replay for whatever reason, be they thrilling cutscenes and spectacular gameplay set pieces. However, depending on the game's save system, accessing these moments can be, can be a massive chore. However, Sony is currently working on a new feature for PlayStation consoles that will create points throughout the game, not unlike the chapter breaks on a DVD, and let you replay the game from these points whenever you want, which should make re experiencing these fan-favorites moments uh, easier. In a patent filed on November 2nd and spotted by The new system would allow you to re-experience specific cutscenes and gameplay from specific points during a game's campaign. A document titled Content Streaming with Gameplay Launch explains that the system will create these quote-unquote trigger points as you move throughout the story. Uh, of course some games already break their games up into missions or chapters and provide the option to replay any of these bite-sized chunks, but with Sony's new pattern, every game would effectively have these points and you'd be uh, easily be able to go back and replay your favorite moments or potentially make different decisions in games with branching paths. This is cool, right? Uh, yeah, so they're getting rid of save files. Is That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like it like for this to not break like save files or like be able to do like break stuff to get trophies easy and stuff. It's sh- it just has to create like a um,
0: man. They're going like to a- the
1: extreme lengths to get rid of uh, missable trophies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I've no, you know, I'm good. That's the like this can fix missable trophies. I'm good with, but I know it feel annoy developers. But I like the idea because like I know that there's I still playing on like two, as you know. But mm. um, I hear some people talking about this great moment in the game that people want to show it, and I assume it's similar to the um what's it called the cigarette maze or whatever or something like really cool like that from um control which is this fantastic sequence but if you like had someone over to your house and you wanted to show them there's no way to get back to that sequence mm-hmm. you had to like you just pull up a youtube video and have to show them and like you know as all and you can think of like multitude of games that aren't mission structured. quite often they're open world ones or you know stuff like that yeah or Uh, or heavily narrative ones that don't actually have mission chapter select and stuff like that, it's like if you ever want to show someone or replay uh, one of your favorite moments from that, you just have no way to do it. You have to go to YouTube and you have to pull up a a video and just watch it again. But it's not the same as actually playing it, you know? So I think this is cool if this is a thing. I mean, yeah,
0: it's cool, like, you know, and it takes one more thing out of the hands of devs having to, like, put it into... Like if it's I'm sure it would some it would software. still be
1: a choice though, you know what I mean? Like it's just a like I assume they would require all their first party games to use it, but then it would be like they'd they'll probably allow anyone else the they'd be like, Do you want this technology? You can use it. You can't use it on an Xbox game. you can yeah, use it on our games. Uh, but, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it, yeah. Like I'm sure there's like cool set pieces in Spider Man that you'd love to go back and
1: Mm. Well, it's like the You can actually pretty the- fast, but like. Yeah,
0: but yeah. everything else. Like, I want to do the Cynicistics fight or, do you know, any of the other. Like, the final yeah. fight or stuff like that. Like, mm. I want to replay that. Things in Uncharted and set pieces and that kind of thing. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool to just quickly be able to. Well, I mean, I tried to
1: have chapters like the least. Yeah,
0: that had chapters like.
1: But yeah, to get through a fair portion of the chapters to yeah. get to the set pieces. like, here. the Spider Man game's definitely like. Uh, Ghost of Sushima like recently mm. like, like God of War games not, like all a lot of these games have massive set pieces that you have no way to replay without playing the entire game without replaying the whole game or like saves yeah. coming yeah yeah saves coming yeah so I think it's cool hopefully it's a, a thing because obviously the so, like, patent doesn't actually mean anything It just like it you know, so they've come patterns, with the idea <laughs> yeah Sony patents hundreds of things if not you know wouldn't be surprised if it was more than that but at least hundreds of things a year i feel so um and the amount of articles i see pop up about them mm-hmm. across different new sites and choose not to mention is <laughs> quite a lot but um i thought that one was worth bringing up all right and finally this week uh always on shannon grixie reichs uh the first playstation portable reviews praise it for being the best remote play device available PlayStation Portal is just days away from launching US and a few other markets before it comes to Australia early next year. And the first reviews have dropped from a number of outlets and YouTubers. The general sentiment of reviews is that this is the best remote play device on the market due to the fact that it holds a really steady connection with the PS5, has a beautifully uh, beautiful, large and vibrant display, and replicates the DualSense both in design and also features as adaptive triggers and haptic feedback, which extends to the PS5 um, experience. Igen gave an 8-hour 10 and said, quote, the PlayStation Paul is the most surprising device I've ever come away from. Loving after going in loaded with skepticism. It's such a, such a better experience than using your phone with a slap-on controller. It works much better than I was expecting. Uh, the Verge said, my first impression is that the device is primarily for PlayStation diehards they want a simple dedicated tool for streaming games around their homes, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Tying onto that, the price and launch and... um all that so yes it has been confirmed for australia pre-orders are uh, live now it's going to cost $329.95 um for comparison it costs 250 usd so um you it's know pretty good that's it, yeah conversion but when you put the two numbers side by side you're like ah. <laughs> um so you can uh, pre-order on amazon currently if you'd like to and all that sort of stuff but um surprised we're actually getting it in australia a little bit to be honest i i was nearly just thinking they wouldn't even release it here but um what have you seen people posting about it i'm sure you would have seen like i saw greg post about it from kind of funny i saw
0: you know greg was doing his best impression of you from what i understand um
1: nice unboxing video in the boxing yeah yeah i didn't see that but you know love it he's he he learns from best (laughs) yeah um yeah, I think, you know,
0: obviously there is a market there. You know, we've seen certain people within, you know, our group like Paul James, obviously, heavy proponent of um uh remote buying players, unnecessary so. things. <laughs> <That too>. <laughs> 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 um but yeah, it looks like it uh, I mean it'd be great if it was a little bit cheaper, but I think, you know. Um you know, a dedicated device for remote play that doesn't join your phone battery that doesn't um you know you don't need to you know sync up a ps5 dual sense um to two and that kind of stuff it's all just ready to go straight away you know you don't accidentally get a phone call in the middle of you know playing a game or something like that um it's it's a device that makes sense for probably a lot of homes it's not going to be everybody that needs it but no There'll be I suspect they think there'll be enough people to justify it. So
1: I'm still in the the point of a hundred percent skepticism, as the IGN reviewer states, until I, like them, can be proven otherwise. Mainly because of the Australian internet thing. Like But it, like, you know, it's running on the Wi Fi of the house, so I mean Yeah, I know, but still still like my internet's like, like, like decent, but I'm still like, I don't know if mine would be good enough to, to do this. Like, I'm just worried. And, but the problem is you got to invest and then you, I need, I need some Australian reviews is what I'm saying. Like these reviews are like, when it works, it's great. I'm like, okay, I just, I need someone. I need some opinions from people outside the U.S. People, yeah. Which countries have the other shitty internet? Yeah. yeah which Because like, if this works, I'm down. Because the idea of like, especially now, I've got nice weather and stuff here now. I would like the idea of being able to take this outside, just and like I would like chill outside and play Spider Man at the same time, yeah. A little bit, like that sounds great. It's the thing holding you back. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I use my fucking thirty thousand dollar TV. What are you doing? That's <laughs> yeah, a fucking waste. Um, but yeah, that uh, that's that's I'm I'm open, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely still going to say I'm, I'm still going to be a skeptic until. Like, I know it works in Australia and works well. I did see that Greg tweeted out like his in, in his general thing like one of his down points was that it just, you know, disappointed it doesn't work with AirPods, which again, it's so ridiculous it's, uh, that they yeah. require I it mean, to I mean, yeah. I mean in general just bluetooth anything bluetooth, like you have to use their proprietary uh Sony earbuds and whatever different yeah. systems and stuff. You can't just pair up a bluetooth pair of headphones you've got, which is a bit silly. Yeah, it's yeah, I understand they're trying to sell
0: their proprietary technology, but yeah, it's you know it's as silly as Apple with their Lightning cables. You know, just mm. move to AUSB, which they've which moved which off, which so is they've been they to do. It took <laughs> them
1: ten years or whatever, but
0: <laughs> and then the European learnt. government requiring yeah. all charges to be the same, you know,
1: that kind of Your stuff. Pre- in, European government won one this year and they lost one with Xbox, but they they won yeah. one with Apple. You know, yeah, so. It's not people win
0: things over yeah. Apple, so yeah. yeah.
1: And I'm glad because I mean, I said I, I don't know if I said it anywhere, but I had I did a sweep of my whole house and my car and my work bag, like all these lightning cables. I fucking chucked out so many, and I've had to like replace cords. Like, I mean, and you should just donate and, them to charity for old people. Yeah, I don't want to put that cables. upon anyone. I just you know, it's fine. I gave some to my mum, someone at work, or whatever. That still abuses them. But, okay, good. <laughs> um, the. uh but yeah, just having USB-C everywhere now. Just being able to literally pick up any cord that I find and it just charges whatever device I've got. It's great. What do I have? I've got my iPad. Same thing. What do I got? My phone. That. Play date. Fuck you, actually, because it's right here. Oh, <laughs> what? It's not on the shelf? <laughs> Gathering dust? It's even charged, motherfucker. Fuck you. Hey, shit. Um, anything nice I can clock. charge? AirPods? There's a nice <laughs> clock. Um, everything USB-C now. It's great. Awesome. my mac Whew.
0: you know what all those things have in common
1: except the play date what bluetooth <laughs> it's true playdate doesn't have bluetooth that is a real downfall of the worst. i mean it doesn't have it doesn't even have, a fucking it, doesn't back, have it doesn't even have back, it's got sound it doesn't have a backlit fucking screen is the you know so you have to play that outside nice sun. nice sun helps with your play date experience you know dark room mm-hmm. not so much all right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Platinum Explosion. <laughs> Let us know any comments, questions, concerns you have about anything we discussed this week on the show. Uh, you can tweet at us or Z at us at slash Twitter. You can talk to us on Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. Check out explosionnetwork.com, of course, for all the other content and things we do. And if you'd like to donate to the website and on the podcast, you can do that by heading on over to explosionnetwork.com slash support, which takes you to our Ko-fi page. As little as a dollar can help out. And until next week, remember... Every traffic counts.